recording? Wait, who just broke something? Carl? Carl did. Uh, yeah. Carl, why are you breaking shit? Yeah. Oh, you know, I fix stuff all day at work. So I might as well break it when I get home. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. This is the, the Holler Podcast, Episode 7. Uh, my name is Stephen Borbell, driver of the number two Ford Mustang for Next Level Motorsports. I am joined by, uh, go to my left first, Carl Pooler. Carl, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, all you race fans and podcast enthusiasts. Uh, this is Carl Pooler, driver of the 71 Chevrolet Camaro Limitless Esports. And uh, on the other side of Steven is Richard Wolsifer. Richard, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, Richard Wolsifer, driver of 56 Stints Built Chevrolet for Limitless Esports. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a wonderful day. Just kind of been chilling at home. Work's been slow, which is uh, always a wonderful time. So. Uh, yeah, podcast enthusiast. <laughs> Work from home, baby. It's great. <laughs> I love it. But uh, we got a special guest with us this week, guys, as we do almost every single episode. We are joined today by uh, Dustin Stallings. Dustin, introduce yourself, man. What's going on, everybody? It's uh, Dustin Stallings. I'm the driver of the number 10 Ghost Motorsports Ford Mustang. Good to have you, Dustin. We're really excited. I appreciate it. I know you joined the the league a little bit later than um, was three or four races in uh, to the season. Yeah. But uh, as long as you don't have internet connection issues, you have been <laughs> a rising star. Let's just say that. Yeah, even with the bad juju going on, I, <laughs> I think over the last week or two, I've, I think I've got it figured out. So. I hope so, because when you're on the track, just... it makes it more fun. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, definitely, and, and, and collectively, uh, at least I know on our end for Richard and I, anytime we see you have that out, uh, that packet loss, we're just like, oh, no, not again, because, uh, yeah, you definitely have the speed out there, and you showed it last week, Dustin, really giving everyone a run for their money uh, in the top five, I believe you finished, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, I, just about every time, I mean, I, I'll have, like, a good run going and in the top five, and internet bug just gets me so it's, it's frustrating there's been a few times where i wanted to burn the house down but uh <laughs> it's definitely last week is sign of improvement so. good deal we hope nothing but the best connection going forward for you but uh so this is the holler podcast where we do discuss uh the butt kicker cup series and uh current nascar happenings and such uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors of the league, uh, Butt Kicker, the leader in haptics, Sundance Pizza, Idealis, and Tri Vista. Uh, a reminder: a new episode of the Holler Podcast can be found on Spotify and Apple Podcast, usually every Friday, um, if I get time <laughs> to do so. <laughs> Lately, I haven't had the chance to do so as much as uh, Richard has pointed out to me. But, he was uh, only like five days late. Only five days late. I mean, it's always the, the recording is always saved on Facebook as well. Um, so if it's not on Spotify or Apple Podcasts right away, it will be there. Um, <laughs> but for up-to-date news and information on the Butt Kicker Cup series, if you want to join or anything like that, uh, please feel free to find uh, our website, www.brbracingleague.com, or like and uh, share our Facebook page to stay up-to-date. So last week we were at the the wonderful track um, Worldwide Technology <laughs> Raceway um, for the TriVista 200, and I have the results with me. Um, 
it shouldn't come as any shocker to anyone that Gavin once again won won the race for his sixth win of Lake the season Gasp. through ten races. <laughs> uh, he's officially won sixty percent of the races, and this time he did it in just as dominating fashion as he has been doing, um, leading one hundred and fifty three of the one hundred and sixty laps while winning both stages again. Richard, what is your take on that? Stop winning. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's Gavin for you, man. He's he's got some skill that just none of us can touch right now. And uh I know a few of us have been getting better. There's just I I don't know if you guys remember, but a lot of people used to say like Dale Dale Earnhardt Sr. how he, he used to be able to like see the wind at Daytona. Like he could see the draft. I swear Gavin has that ability when it comes to sim racing. He can see where that car can run the best and he can see where those tires are going to wear the most. And he just is able to put together just such a great run and be able to put the car exactly where he needs to have it, where it needs to be to be able to save those tires while also putting down just stupid fast times. Um, even after 30, 40, 50, 60 laps are on those tires. So it's just, He's just been a dominating driver. Um, still really fun to drive around. I know uh, during the second stage there, I was actually keeping up with him and Adam. I was only like half a second back from Adam, who was basically right on Gavin's tail. So um, it's it just it's a lot of practice we all got to put in to try to try to be able to uh, keep up with him. But it's it's going to take a lot of work, and he's he's doing everything he needs to do to stay up front and to keep that points lead going. Definitely. And like you said, of he's fast on the short run, obviously. I mean, almost every practice session, he usually has the, the top time or the second time. But what really sets him apart is his long run capability and saving those tires of, I think after the first stage, um, we all asked what our tires were at or whatever. I mean, the normal stuff. And I think his were 10% better than Adam or mine, um, right front specifically. But it, it's just something that he knows how to do. And it's hard to teach others, I guess. Of uh, there's not one special thing that can be like, "Hey, this is what you need to fix," and you're going to be like me. Um, he he does everything right. But um, the person who led the other seven laps of this race we have on the podcast tonight, Dustin, <laughs> you you did end up leading seven laps. No one else led laps this race. Uh, take us through your your race and your performance. I'm gonna be completely honest, man. Uh, just from the little bit of practice I've done just before the race. Uh, I did find a groove that worked for me. I was putting down some times that were pretty similar to what Gavin and Adam were putting down and felt like I found something, but I think I kind of shot myself in the foot before I gritted, uh, changed my steering pinion, kind of mm. help kind of save my tires on the long run. But, I think that kind of hurt me a little bit, but uh, I, I just struggled on the initial start and restarts. I just couldn't get the jump, and it, I just lost track position. It, it was frustrating, but once I kind of settled down and just kind of refocused on what my goal was, I ended up coming from two laps down the finishing seventh battling with Richard and Jerry kind of get the top five. But. And, 
That's a good point. Uh, you were two laps down at some point. Um, I don't remember if it was the second stage or, or what it was. You, you had a, a self-spin, was it, off of two? Yeah, I think it was, I don't know, I think it was like not long in the third stage, I believe. Because okay. uh, me and Ronnie, we had uh, short-pitted at the end of the second stage mm -hmm. and kind of flipped track position. And that's how... I was up front and led the seven laps I did, but uh, I just got a little too high out of two, just where the, that weird transition is coming out of the corner up against the wall. And, and I was frustrated because I definitely like didn't feel like I was doing anything different than I have been all night, and the car just snapped on me, and I even lifted to try to save it, and it just was too far gone. <laughs> hit the inside wall and stayed out. I think it was Brandon and then I can't remember who else that was, uh, had some issues and ended up not going into the pits, hoping for a caution and just had to limp it back around and go in the pits. Right, so that's why I was curious. I was watching it back and I saw that it looked like you were going to go pit immediately. And then yeah. at the last moment <laughs> you drove over the, the, little curb of grass there near pit entrance and decided not to yeah i was really really hoping a caution would have come out because I, I knew i want the only one that had issues and had a i think it was brandon was the one that was spinning up in the racing surface but uh as soon as i realized the caution was coming i was like god dude that's, that's tough <laughs> But luckily, there there were some cautions to to follow that, and uh, you got back on the lead lap. And before I knew it, I saw you and my relative, and I was like, "All right, Dustin's making his charge back up to the front." Unfortunately, there wasn't another caution there at the end to bunch us all up again and give you another shot. Yeah, the, that last run there, I mean, that really showed me that, like, I, I'm typically pretty good at saving my tires and then managing, like, somewhat decent. Uh, like speed as far as being consistent lap after lap. Uh, I kind of struggled with that early in the race just from the change that I made with the steering pinion. That's what really hurt me. But, uh, I mean, that last run was probably the most fun I've ever had in a race in general. Good deal. Yeah. Gateway's a lot of fun. Once you, uh, like, figure out how the track kind of flows and you kind of, you know, get the braking locations out, it can be a lot of fun. Um, I know I was having a blast racing <laughs> racing with you for a lot there, and I know there was a few times <laughs> that you said, just go ahead and get around. I know you're faster, so. Um, yeah, I, I, I struggled on the short run speed, <laughs> like, definitely. That's why I, I let guys just go by, and I knew eventually I will kind of get my way back up to them. Yeah, the biggest, the craziest thing with uh, Gateway is just the difference in brake zones for everybody. And that really proved to be, you know, when the cautions did happen, that was a lot of, you know, the, the issue was like just people mm -hmm. having different braking zones. Because, I mean, me and Carl, we have this one spot on the fence on the front stretch. There's this like little bitty square on the fence that you can see when you're driving yeah. by it right before the light. And that's where we use as our, our brake zone. But then Adam showed us later. He was like, "Oh no, I'm breaking at the end of pit wall, and we're just going." I'm sorry, what? Yeah. That's another like, that far forward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I 
I mean, it explains why he had, was able to go so fast. But yeah, those those breaking zones, uh, even even in turn uh, going into turn three, was just really really crazy. And and as the race developed, the outside line, especially on entry, became kind of the dominant line. That was the fast line. So uh, you didn't want to get pinched on the inside because uh, nine times out of ten, you'd at the very least start kind of floating up, and you would kind of get into the door of the guy outside of you. Hmm. Uh, I see Steven there. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know why so, that. <laughs> would be an interesting thing. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I usually like Gateway. I was just really disappointed by my speed. Um, after practice, our practice race Monday, I knew I had my work cut out for me, and I was hoping to maybe squeak something out as well. But, man, Richard, you, you guys, you had speed. Uh, Steven, I know I fought for you a little bit, but uh, I couldn't hold a candle to either of you guys. And it's uh, uh, some, sometimes disheartening because I started the season off so well, and I would love to carry that momentum. And then uh, that just shows how important momentum can be uh, even in sim racing um you know i had a streak of top five finishes and doing really good and then since coda i i don't think i've hit the top five so it's it's i was one of those things where it's you never know so you got to enjoy it while you can that's true and I, i'd also give a, a shout out to richard uh you were definitely faster than me this week um <laughs> i'm gonna be honest like i i could not figure out this track i thought i had it figured out in practice i, I put in the most practice i'd had um into a race that we've had all season i don't know three four hundred laps on my own kind of deal and i felt confident going into our practice race on monday we get into that and i'm having the worst time of my life i mean i'm wrecking everyone i'm doing everything locking up the tires going into one and I was dreading this whole race and we got into the actual race and I was like, okay, I'm fine. Like just don't have the speed that I want. And you, you, I saw you out there a lot, Richard, and you, you had the short run speed. You had the long run speed. Um, you got into my door a couple of times, uh, wrecked, <laughs> almost wrecked yourself basically, but it had a good save to it. Um, but no, I just wanted to give you a shout out for, for your running. Uh, you, at least these last two weeks specifically uh, before then too, but even more so these last two weeks, you've really been uh, impressing me. And I uh, just want to give you a, a little kudos. I appreciate it. Yeah, these last two weeks have been really, really interesting. Like, I I had a lot of confidence with Eldora just because, like, I've raced a lot of dirt track racing on the service. Dirt track racing is kind of what brought me back into the service because I grew up in the dirt track scene of my dad. So, like, I knew how dirt track racing flowed. I knew how it worked. Um, so I was... I was really excited to kind of spearhead Eldora. And then, you know, like you said, you put a hello microphone. Uh, <laughs> you put a lot of work into gateway. I put, I, I kid you not. I'd probably put 500 laps in Eldora practice, practice alone, probably close to 500 laps, if not more. And uh, Jared Hughes also put just as many, yeah. if not even more than me. And that was a f fantastic race. Like, you know, like we talked a little bit last week, um, but gateway from the first season that we raced it which i believe was season one wicked i picked up that i'm pretty sure we raced the season one wicked i think you're right um yeah because I, I think I we missed it season two and then we went back season three it's and season three ended race. up being a night race yes yeah, i believe so right yeah so season one like season one i was i was learning because i was in another league also it was my first literal like two months back on the service and i was trying to just relearn how to do iRacing and sim racing. And uh, I picked up Gateway for someone who really didn't like short tracks and flat turn tracks. I picked it up fairly quick. So I was kind of excited going into this one. Um, 
I didn't expect I was going to have a third, like a P3 pace. And I mean, I kind of threw it away though in the last stage. I got that, I got sideways once, which put me all the way back in the back of the field. And uh, I was driving, when I was trying to get back through the field, I mean, I haven't told Carl, I was driving like a bat out of hell trying to get up. Like, I was like, uh-uh, I'm getting back up to the front of the field. <laughs> and Rev popped down, and he goes, hey, uh, you okay there? I'm like, why? What do you mean? He goes, you're going to destroy your tires. You know that? I'm like, Rev, I'm really not driving the tires harder than I have been. He goes, well, you're like three-tenths faster than Gavin right now. I'm like, well, I'm trying to get back up there. <laughs> so It was difficult and then, to pass. It was. It was mm-hmm. really difficult to pass. Luckily, a lot of the guys in the back there, though, they kind of know who's got the speed, and they were just there to survive. So... Uh, they were just letting me by, which was really nice of them. Um, and then the cautions did start coming out, and then I got behind Dustin and you, uh, Borbell. And then after that, it was just it was so hard to get around you guys, and I was using up way too much of my tires trying to make those moves to get past you. And just because of that, I couldn't I couldn't get up there and get to that. Actually, uh, it was Ronnie also. Ronnie was up there. Mm-hmm. So it just burnt my tires up and that's what happened. But no, it was, you know, I, I appreciate it. That's I'm trying to work to get better. I want to, I want to do better in the league and racing in general. So it's, it's good to finally see that the practice is starting to pay off. Definitely. So, and, and we'll get into a little bit more of your, your charge up through the standings here shortly. Um, but two last things I wanted to touch on um, from this race were, so after the race, um, Jeremy Clapper Newell and Brennan Maddox um, had a little incident together. Um, I, I don't know what preceded it, um, but basically after the caution flag came, uh, Jeremy Clapper Newell got into Brennan Maddox um, at a turn two on the cooldown lap and turned him. And then as they were getting into pit road to get off the track, Brendan Maddox sent it full force into <laughs> to Jeremy Clapper Newell, wrecking both of them, and then also taking out Adam at the time, who was getting ready to go celebrate <laughs> with Gavin. Um, so it, it's already been a decision made pu- uh, public to them of that they'll be receiving penalties at the beginning of next week's race. Um, they'll have to start from the back. Um, curious to see how that rivalry continues and then another rivalry that we have brewing also involves jeremy clapper newell um and the number four of matthew quarter uh there were there were multiple i don't want to say incidents during the race um between the two of them but let's just say hard racing and not giving each other room some love taps here and there um does anyone have a take on that from what from what they saw on their perspective you know, and I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt, but that's just kind of gateway. Um, it's turn one and two is tighter in radius, higher banks, um, bring back the breaking points, uh, the various breaking points each individual driver can have uh, each lap, honestly. Um, I know I didn't have a flawless race. I actually got into Jared Hughes kind of later in the run, and uh, he was actually kind of cool about it. He's like, hey, he just gave me a speed boost into one, but I felt so bad. I was like, I was doing so good, uh, keeping out of people's bumpers, you know, not really making a lot of contact. But uh, I think that's kind of the um, byproduct of that track. Uh, Steven, you said yourself you weren't 
having the greatest of times because it's a really technical track very yet to be really focused and the moment you start getting out of your rhythms the moment uh, kind of someone rubs you the wrong way uh, literally uh, pun intended uh it's it definitely starts throwing you off and you, you kind of look for that outlet and i think um all all three of those drivers kind of had that boil over and I, that, that's just the product of that track and the racing style you have to have there. It, it's it's going to be interesting. We go to Michigan this week. It's a big two-mile super speedway, essentially. And um, will we? are we going to see more? It's possible. Uh, but Michigan tends to have some long runs, some good drafting. So it's going to, going to be curious to see how uh, these drivers react to each other when they race around each other going forward. We have, what, three races left in the regular season until the playoffs. So uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, as for Maddox and Clapper, I have no clue what initiated that. I don't know if it was end of the race situation. Um, so I know there were some claims that fit, probably weren't true um, based on our review. But yeah, both both those drivers will be receiving a end of line penalty when the race uh, when we pull out for pace lap for Michigan. They will still be required to qualify because that's part of our rules and it also sets their pit board, but. Um, but yeah, as for Clapper and Quarter, man, that was the radio was full of chatter between those two, like after halfway through the race. And I don't know what started. I think it was just like you were saying, just hard racing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as much as we love to be friends in the league and everything like that, things that also make leagues more interesting is when rivalries brew. Exactly. And I think this track between Quarter and Newell. I think it is the beginning of a potential rivalry <laughs> between two drivers. We will see, you know, what brings of it in the future. Um, but I mean, love to see it. And um, so, yeah, it's uh, it was definitely a a tough track to drive, especially around other drivers. Yeah, and I think you you nailed that perfectly, both of y'all. Um, rivalries are a great storyline to follow for especially people that might not be very invested into the league whether or not they're racing or a significant other racing whoever the case may be like it, it can really um, bring an outsider into it to to just see the drama uh, let alone anything else obviously if the drama escalates that's a whole nother story of that it wouldn't be going on but as long as it's on track kind of stuff and it's somewhat cordial um, we love to see it um, but yeah uh, Dustin, anything else to add before we move on to our meatball of the week? Uh, I, I didn't really see much of what went on between Quarter and uh, Newell, but uh, I think I went back and looked at the broadcast. Uh, I definitely seen a couple of incidents between Maddox and Newell, and I think the first one was I think Newell got loose out of two and then got into Maddox and kind of just went across his nose. And then I think the next thing that happened toward the end of the race that kind of escalated to Newell, I think it was getting in the Maddox attitude and Maddox just full sending uh, going into the pits there. Uh, I think that pretty much escalated after I think Maddox went into one a little too shallow and hit the brakes a little early, and I think Newell wasn't expecting it and tagged him in the right rear and sent Maddox into the outside wall. And I, th I think that's what pretty much made it worse than what it was. 
But uh, it's going to be interesting to see if there's a rivalry and if it gets bigger than it showed last week. Definitely. And it's part of driving around somebody um, as much. I mean, I, yeah. I find myself driving around uh, Carl, Richard, and yourself, Dustin, a lot. And another point to that of, like Carl said earlier, it, it's gateway. Um, it, you're, it's frustrating. It's close action. It's tough to pass. You really have to work or take some extra space from mm-hmm. your opponent to, to get the pass. Um, and there were times early enough in the race where I was next to Carl, I was next to Richard, whoever the case may be, and I was just getting as frustrated as all could be. And it, it's not because I, I don't like them as people or how they were driving me. It's just like, I, I'm trying to get around. Like I, I can't do it um, kind of thing. And yeah. it just really uh, put a magnifying glass on all those minor battles everyone had. Oh yeah. I, I've, I had my moments in the race. I mean, I, I knew going into it, it's going to be tough to pass. And I kind of felt like, Passing was a little easier once tires started coming into play just because of everybody's got different driving styles and a little bit harder on their tires. And I figured, figured on a long run, I'd be able to kind of make the passes count and be able to get around guys easy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I had some, I want to say I had one little, uh, incident. It was on, I think it was second or third restart on the second stage where at the time, like heat of the moment, felt like Gavin was going on a restart uh, and then he didn't go. And I just kept pushing him. Like temper kind of boiled over a little there, but just glad that. Like, didn't wreck him in front of the whole field and, like, ruin his race or Adams and stuff. I mean, kind of apologize to him for that. I mean, I'm sure he was kind of, like, wondering what the hell's going on. Right. But uh, definitely, I mean, each and every week, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean. Well, and. Dustin, yeah, you, you weren't the only one. There. You're not the <laughs> yeah, only one getting pissed off at that restart. I don't have I was... any say in it. <laughs> well, and and that actually brings up a good point uh, on you know kind of combining the restarts with the passing is when everyone's bunched together. If if you think you have a, an edge on your competitor, that restart, especially here going into turn one, is where you were going to you know try and make your move, maybe getting out of two a little bit better. Uh, and that's where we saw a lot of the issues is people mm-hmm. either breaking too late into one or getting on the throttle too early and out of two. Uh, while we're side by side, everyone's trying to get that extra edge uh just trying to get that spot and that's uh, itself kind of is gateway um especially since it was so hard to pass when uh we have those restarts everyone was trying to get that spot um uh we keep bringing it up these past two or three weeks here on the broadcast or the podcast is um that battle for 10th dustin you're getting right in there uh that battle for 10th 9th uh for the playoffs for, for the chase it's getting very very tight there's about what four drivers that actually have a legitimate shot and make that run so it's it's not only is 
the guys, the drivers in the front wanting to maybe beat Gavin and get one leg up on Gavin. Um, I know Adam's doing really well. Uh, you, Steven, uh, are in a really hard uh, points battle with Adam. Um, but uh, us guys in the back, you know, mid-pack in the back, there's more points to be had. So everyone is trying to vie for every point, And that just, it seems like Gateway was the perfect storm for all these factors to, to come to fruition. Couldn't agree more. So we'll go on to our meatball of the week. Um, Dustin, since you're our guest, I'll let you go first. I have an idea. Oh, man, I'm on the spot, man. Yep, you're always on the spot when you're a guest on the show. (laughs) Oh, man, it's kind of hard to pick just one person for that. Uh... I mean, it didn't sound like it was a second ago. (laughs) Yeah, it is true. But uh, I don't know. I'd probably have to to go with Jeremy Clapper Newell just because of how many times his name kind of came up with certain incidents and I know some of them probably wasn't his fault but uh, just kind of toward the end of the race there between him and Maddox um, I feel like it was kind of escalated a little more than it probably should have um which I mean, I've I've been there. I've I've been in that situation. As, but I mean, it's it's part of it. I mean, people make mistakes. They learn from it, and hopefully, he learns from it and just moves forward and doesn't hold a grudge towards anybody. It's the biggest thing that I learned in my racing career. I mean, I, I used to get frustrated when I felt like guys done me wrong and stuff, and. I was very adamant, like thinking I was the one in the right, but going back and looking at it and realizing I could have done something different. And I feel like that's really helped me as far as improving my race craft. I mean, I still got mistakes I need to improve on, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with Newell on this one for Meatball of the Week. That didn't, I, I feel that's well-deserved. Carl? Who are you thinking? Um, I am going to pick uh, my teammate. I'm going to pick on this guy for a little bit. Um, and I think Richard saw I this coming. Uh, yeah, and and you know, and we we hit on it earlier. Richard had a ton of speed, and honestly, I I honestly saw Richard being on the podium uh, two weeks in a row. And uh, and you know what? I can kind of be to blame. Uh, the commentator curse. I told him, hey, don't pull a Carl. You know, be your own worst enemy and take yourself out of it, and not. What five ten laps after that he uh, gets a little sideways and you know it's I think it, you said two or three maybe four maybe uh, not not quite spins I, but getting I got sideways. sideways yeah three times and then on the fourth time when I uh, I went to downshift going into turn one and I downshifted to fourth and when I go to downshift to third it double downshifted on me to second which threw my car completely sideways, and that's what brought out the yellow. So, yeah, I was sideways four times in that stint before mm-hmm. I brought the yellow out on the fourth one. But, you know, it, with with that being said, that just kind of it really underscores that your comeback, being able to finish fifth, uh, starting and coming from the back and moving forward, that just shows how much speed you have. But, yeah, that's uh, that'll be my overall meatball this week. <laughs> Yeah, if you weren't going to do it, I think I I was going to do it. Uh, same. <laughs> so, Richard, is that your answer, actually, Richard? No, no, I got an, I had a backup if, if my yeah, name wasn't mentioned. Uh, 
I'd, I'd have to say Maddox, Brendan Maddox, and it was. <laughs> Everyone's just taking. Sorry, what I want to say. <laughs> Hey, man, that's what happens when you're the host and you go last. Everyone <laughs> takes your picks. So, uh, and it's just because like he let his emotions get to the best of him um, after Clafford uh, wrecked him under under checkered flag uh, condition. Um, instead of just complaining about it in the hauler or like mentioning it later down the road. Cause we would have seen it and you know, the, the penalty still would have been hand, handed out. He decided to retaliate and, you know, take out not only clapper trying to go into the pits, but also Adam who wanted to celebrate with his teammates. So, um, sorry, Brandon, I'm gonna have to give you the meatball for the week for me, man. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll have to add to that. Of I'll take a little bit from Carl, a little bit from you and I'll give both you and, uh, Brendan, my meatball of the week. You as more of just like, I mean, I, w- I was almost all up at the wall and you still found a way to get into me a little bit. <laughs> you were I, halfway up the turn. You be I quiet. Mean, I, I was higher than most um, people uh. in the corner there and you still found a way to, to find me. But um, definitely, I'd say more so Brendan, just because um, not only the fact that he wrecks someone after the race, but to involve... Uh, someone that finished second and is completely out of the way and not involved in any sort of way, getting him involved in that um, is, is not cool. And it's funny because I think it was whether the night before or previous practice race, um, someone hit Adam when he was trying to celebrate. I think it was the night before. And, I think and it was the night before and it was Jared. Jared, right. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And yep. Adam was mad, but like he was like, it's just a practice race. Like It's not that big of a deal. And then the next night, <laughs> he's trying to go <laughs> celebrate again. <laughs> and he gets clobbered. Um, so it's just a perfect storm kind of thing. But that will do it for uh, last week's race. We'll move on to our standings currently. If I can find my mouse. So our standings, we still obviously have Gavin Rogers at the top. Um, followed by Ronnie Norman, Adam Buzio, myself, Carl Pooler, Jared Hughes, Richard Wolsifer, Evan Patinko, Patrick Hernandez, Dustin Stallings, Matthew Erickson, Brendan Maddox, Christopher Campbell, Jeremy Clapper Newell, and Zachary King rounding out the top 15. Whew. So Gavin did extend his points lead a little bit because he had basically a perfect race again, um, if not perfect. Uh, I mean, yeah, what, if he uh, led the most laps, led a lap, uh, did he get the pole stages? Yes, then yes, yeah, he did. Perfect race. So, so another perfect race for he him. Got max points. Um, he leads Ronnie by at forty-six points now. Um, I believe Ronnie or Adam and myself gained a little bit on Ronnie just to make it a little bit tighter up there, but nothing, mm-hmm. nothing too close yet. Um, Carl, you are currently still in fifth. Uh, there's a 51 point gap to me, and then a 46 point gap behind you to Jared. So you're you're kind of on your own island here. Yeah, and you know it's it's i'm actually sweating a little bit in the point standings because jared uh was second place at eldora jared was running for fifth spots running down richard in fact that was a great drag race to finish that uh so oh, i'm kind of glad richard took that fifth spot because that's one extra point that jared would have gotten over oh, me oh. I'm so to stop uh, you there carl real fast oh you know i'm two points behind jared yeah, I you know what? You know, your win <laughs> your win really helped. And so that's that you know, thanks thanks Richard. I'm going to lose a ton of sleep uh, you know now with that. But yeah, it's 
you know, like I said, I'm glad I had a good first part, first, I don't know, third of the season. I, I was able to kind of build a cushion, um, and we bring that up all the time, but that cushion can disappear, and I feel that cushion disappearing on me. Um, I really like Michigan. Um, in fact, uh, I'm going to you know throw some shade at Adam since he's uh, at the duels right now and not yes, able to please. defend, but um, Richard and I had some great strategy calls last uh season at wicked or was that season two or season three uh but we had a great run and i would have had my first ever league win it's either i or richard would have had our first league wins right there y'all i'm just gonna say adam and i were coming with a head of steam (laughs) very close it it would have been fun to watch hold on i'm i'm telling you now i think there was only like 15 laps left y'all were like 20 seconds behind us no and yeah, no, there were there no, were no. seven. There seven. were about seven, seven eight, at that seven point. Seven to eight yeah. seconds behind mm-hmm. us, and you were not catching, but only fifteen hundredths of a second a lap. I, I think I think what was what have defined it is how everyone was going to work together at that race. But that's all you know here or there. It's yeah. it's moving on to next week. I, I'm really excited. Um, I'm hoping to maybe uh, close that gap onto you, Stephen, because I just uh, can't let you just run away with your f- fourth place in points. So. Um, and at the same time, I got to keep an eye behind me. Richard's gaining, Jared's gaining. So I am on an island, but it's not going to be lonely for long. I feel like there's going to be a lot of um, stuff going down with the next couple of races. We have Rockingham. Uh, it, it, that's going to be a fun race, uh, depending on how you just you know consider fun. Uh, so it's it's going to be very very tricky for me these next uh, three or so races. And that's a good point. You did mention Richard making his way up the up the totem pole, I guess we can say. Hey, uh, I guess a win does seventh. that for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess lucky once. Let's see if you can do it again. Um, oh, wow. Moving into seventh, uh, let's see. You are two points behind sixth and then five points ahead of eighth. Um, so even with one less race ran, um, you're, you're weaseling your way up into the conversation. Weaseling. Weaseling. And uh, our our newest entrance into the uh, top 10 this week is Dustin, gaining two positions in the standings to come into that 10th position. Uh, Dustin, you have a 17-point lead over 11th, uh, and you are five points behind Patrick for 9th. How are you feeling uh, of your odds of making the playoffs, or the chase, sorry? If my internet will just work with me, <laughs> I, I would feel a lot more confident. But uh, it's kind of a day-to-day thing with that. But uh, I, I definitely feel good. I was finally able to get into the top ten in points. I uh, feel like I've been pretty consistent when I'm connected. Mm-hmm. And even I feel like what's really helped me was even – getting dropped out from packet loss i still come back and still tough it out to finish the race and if i make up positions i make them up and i feel like this was really been the difference on me moving up through the standings i you know uh, i think coda was a good one dustin uh you you dropped out i think of the first or second stage you went a lap down, got back in. You had that caution. You got back on the lead lap, and next thing I know, you're headed up. And I think fourth and fifth. So yeah, that's that, and that's another thing is just being able to come back, get whatever points you can, and now you're in that tenth spot. So that that's a huge, uh, you know, 
points to to put out there is get as many points as you can wherever you can get them. Yeah, Coda is like a really good example because before that race and even like the practice sessions that uh, Adam was hosting, I absolutely hated road courses. (laughs) And uh, just the amount of practice and tips from a few guys, I mean, it helped me out. Like I've actually actually found like a pretty good interest in road courses now. Um, But I I feel like I got a big break at Coda with the dropout because the stage in, I think we were like three or four laps into the race. And uh, when I was able to get reconnected and jump in the car, like the leaders were literally just passing by and I was like going down pit road to get back on track. And just when the stage ended, I just made sure I try not to run off the track and get an incident point and then lose the lucky dog. But uh, it's it's been an absolute blast every week that I've been here, even with the dropouts, because, like, everybody I've raced around, I mean, seems like everybody's got a good amount of, res- of respect, and that's really big. I mean, it makes the racing that much more fun. Mm-hmm. And even every week since then, like, my first race here, like, learning how other guys race and their tendencies and stuff, it's... I've I've really enjoyed it, and it's really been a good thing to see myself improving every week, despite my internet issues. And, and you know, like uh, it's like I know we have Gavin Rogers and Ronnie Norman pretty much up there all the time, dominating yeah. almost every single one of the races. But I mean, even the guys back in the middle of the field, like we're all having phenomenal races. Mm-hmm. And Carl kind of touched on it. Uh, you, me, and Jared had one heck of a last lap race. I mean, we were three wide on the back stretch on the last <laughs> lap. I was so nervous, and Jared made the comment. He's like, dude, we're going to have a heart attack one day. I'm like, I agree. We are totally going to have a heart attack one day. But, and then, and then, like, coming out of the turn, you look like you backed off a little bit, but you gave Jared a shot coming out of turn four to try to get him going. But just that outside lane just had enough, you know, more momentum or whatnot. But, like, just the middle of the pack and even looking at the points, like, it is still up in the air. Who's going to get that 10th and final position? Like, it is a very close points battle for 10th place. And that is awesome to see with that many drivers that close in skill, that close in points. Yeah, uh, Yeah. I would probably say... It's definitely getting tight. Like anything can happen between now and the last race to get into the playoffs. But uh, it's definitely fun. Like even the in the last week's race, just I had a couple of chances to try to get around Jared, and but I just had a couple of slips and I lose all that ground that I gained. And I I think it was like three or four to go, I lost a bunch of ground on you guys and definitely thought, like, I didn't even have a shot at possibly getting fifth place. And I was able to run you guys back down. And as soon as I seen uh, Jared getting the back of you going into one, I was like, this is my <laughs> chance. And uh, that, that's when I stuck my nose at the very, like, underneath you guys, made it three wide. But I had better judgment and I just – 
let off a little bit just to let you guys go into three and four. I'd, I just wouldn't have felt right if we went into three, just three wide, and I'd be the one to wash up and all three of us end up wrecking. It would have been, been awesome. That would me at the time. <laughs> that would have been a blast to watch. That would have been something yeah. to talk about also for the broadcast. That would have been crazy. Yeah, oh, man, uh, you know, be, being behind you guys, watching you guys race, I, I was kind of a little frustrated with myself. I was falling off. I had a little bit of damage on my front end. But that was – I had a front row view of that battle. And I was like, man, if just two of you guys can wreck, that'd be great for me. And just waiting and waiting. But it, it was great to watch, you know, even being behind. It, it was fun to watch on the track. It, it is I, – I haven't watched the broadcast yet, but I bet you it was fantastic. It was I, I will fun. say this. Um, I think it was probably, I don't know, it was like three or four laps before all of that happened whenever uh, Jared and Richard were battling. Uh, I kind of sent it in the one and just missed my braking point and started locking up the brakes. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of like a oh shit moment. Uh, literally almost tagged the back of Richard and also in the process almost dooring Jared and I'm just glad I was able to hold on to it. I, I remember Talking seeing about that. Somebody in Borbell's up here, like, cringing, like, hmm, wonder who else doored someone. Oh, man. And, and you know, Dustin, that just uh, kind of shows how much speed you had and because I saw that. And you, I think I gained about a three or, like, seven-tenths of a second. I was like, you know what? This is my chance. Maybe I have a shot. And then, once again, you started – it's uh, distancing yourself and getting up to them. So uh, that's just another testament to the speed you're bringing in week in and week out. And that's that tenth spot. Uh, I think you're going to get it, if not ninth. Uh, so it's it's going to be super fun these next three races, seeing how you uh, can get maybe maybe even a bit better bit, bit of that cushion between eleventh and uh, those those drivers behind you in the standings. Yeah, uh, I'd probably say I think the line that I was using in three and four toward the end of that race is what seemed to work for me. I just entered pretty much, I was up against a wall going into three and I just done like ran the corner, like a late apex, just where I'd have a straighter exit off of four. And that's where I really made up the ground uh, to catch Jared and Richard. But uh, I, I don't really, I'm pretty good at saving my tires. I, I learned that just over the years uh, after realizing, like, pushing too hard and wondering why everybody's leaving me after, like, 15, 20 laps. Uh, but it, I, that did, I'd say I take pride in my ability on saving my tires, especially on long runs. But uh, it's including you, Carl, I mean, even like the short time that I've been here, like you, you've improved quite a bit from what I've noticed, like my first week here. And, uh, I, I think the gap, like the Island that you're sitting on, mm -hmm. I feel like you're, you're in a pretty good spot. Like I, as long as you have good races, clean races, and I think you'll be fine. And, uh, but as far as me, I mean, I think as long as I just get stage points, I think I'll be in a good position and then just try to have a good finish. I know I want to try to be one of the guys to break up the next level 
finishing <laughs> orders like one two we don't need someone else butting their head in there please <laughs> oh yeah we do we oh yeah break up next level yeah it's, it's already tough <laughs> yeah. enough as it is man yeah I, I feel like i got the speed it's just minimizing my mistakes and then I, I i feel like i have a good chance on mixing it up up front with gavin and adam and steven and whoever else is up there at the time i agree and uh i i hope I don't actually hope, but I'm just going to say that I hope the internet prevents that. I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, I know you have the speed battle up with uh, Adam, Gavin, Ronnie, Carl, sometimes Richard, yep. lately Richard, um, <laughs> yeah. Patrick Hernandez, Evan Patinko, Jared Hughes, all of them. Um, you definitely mm-hmm. have the speed. You're not uh, well off the pace by any means. So it uh, it will get interesting as we get into these. Uh, the chase at least especially um, with people learning how people drive and maybe mm-hmm. playing some sort of chess game of like okay typically this person doesn't show up until the end of the race maybe I'm going to take this advantage now and get some stage points and get a little little boost on them or something like that how that plays out mm-hmm. but anything else uh, on the standing front uh, that anyone else would like to, to cover Jared I'm closing that gap next week Oh, all right, you heard it here first. Richard will blow his engine. Uh, <laughs> That's not what I said. Oh, sorry, sorry. I just knew we were going to an, uh, another two mile or bigger track where you seem to have engine troubles for whatever reason. That Chevy's. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we'll move on to next week's race. So next week uh, we are at Michigan International Speedway. Is it still international? Yes, it's MIS. MIS. Uh, Tuesday, February 20th at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern uh, for 125 laps with the stage breakdown being 30 laps in the first stage, 30 laps in the second stage, 65 laps in the final stage. Um, Each driver will be given five sets of tires throughout. Um, So it looks like we'll have to pit for fuel definitely during the third stage. The first two stages seem pretty standard. We should be able to make it right at like 31, 32 laps on 80% load. Um, So that should be good there. Uh, We did talk briefly earlier about a previous race we've had at this track, Carl and Richard. um, And I I would say it fits y'all's skill set very well. It's a a close racing track with a pack. Um, The pack Mm -hmm. plays a big big part of it however it's not as um the pack doesn't stay together like it does at talladega or daytona or atlanta because mm-hmm. um, you have to have some finesse in the corners to to make up some time or stay with the pack um, but it is very important to be in a pack and not be by yourself uh dustin since you are a guest again i'll go to you um w- are you excited for michigan does it fit your your skill set or uh, I I wouldn't say I'm super confident in it because I, I just haven't really turned that many laps with a next gen there. Uh, I've I've mainly ran like the trucks and then the Gen Six there, so I, I haven't really had much experience on how the next gen car does, especially in a pack on how the cars act around each other as far as aero. But uh, I feel like once I practice, it's, it's going to be hard to tell how comfortable I feel just by practicing by myself or just in a practice session. Uh, 
Yeah, I just won't really be able to get a really good idea on how I'll do until the practice race, if I'm able mm-hmm. to make it. Um, but just just based off of how I am, just treating my tires and saving them, I feel like I have a pretty good chance at having a solid run, maybe top five. Um, it's just I got to try to get as many stage points as I can while also trying to stay out of any type of chaos or like super close racing with other guys. I mean, there's, there's always net code. There's mm. iRacing supposedly fixed it with the last little update. Uh, but I, I, there's always, and I keep that in the back of my mind, especially if I'm holding guys down off the corner and stuff. But just my goal is just to get stage points and try to have a solid finish. Just try to get as many points as I can. Just drive and survive, basically. Pretty much, yeah. And that, it's not a bad strategy because you never know, especially like somewhere like Michigan, it could end up um, really coming into your favor. As long as you're there at the end, like you, you have a chance um, and you're in that pack still and your tires aren't eaten away of, like you said, you're good at saving your tires. So as long as you're up in that pack and you have relatively fresh tires compared to everyone around you, I mean, you never know what could happen there. Yeah, I kind of feel like the race will possibly try to, like, I think it may come down to fuel. It typically too. does there, for whatever and, uh, reason. It's this one thing I haven't quite figured out. So it's, I've, I've messed around with it at some places, but that's one thing I need to improve on as far as fuel strategy. Uh, I've had a couple of races in other leagues where I just missed it by, like, a lap, lap and a half sucks but uh it's i'm just learning all i can week in week out and just try to do the best i can this i can only improve and get better from here so that's true and i mean that's part of racing thankfully with the uh, i racing we have our estimated laps remaining um in real <laughs> life they don't necessarily <laughs> exactly have that luxury yeah they calculate it and whatnot but uh Mm-hmm. As Chase Elliott has proven, um, those numbers are not always accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but at least in iRacing, they are fairly accurate. Um, they do yeah. take a good average. Uh, Richard and Carl, uh, how are y'all feeling about this race? Um, like I said, y'all have run well at Michigan previously, and it seems, especially Carl, I feel like it fits your style um, of driving really well. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited. Um, they they changed the tire model since we were last there. Uh, I think that's the only real big change that they've done. Um, but I'm really curious to see how that's going to affect my driving style at the track, it, especially like, you know, on the restarts. I like to be a little conservative because you gotta in order to finish first, you gotta have a car to finish with. So I, I'm definitely a little conservative on the restarts. I feel at the track, um, but as as the tires start wearing in, I feel like I have a little bit of an edge. Uh, maybe not like Gavin Rogers' edge on the tires, but I do feel like I have a shot. Um, and, and strategy, it, it's so hard to get right, but when you do get it right, it, it's gonna be it, it could be good. And I feel like. Uh, Michigan is a perfect storm for myself, right? At least a podium. I'm, I'm really, I have high expectations of myself coming up to next week, uh, how comfortable I am with the track, how comfortable I am with the car, and uh, we brought it up earlier today, uh, how comfortable I am racing around everyone else. So I've, I have high expectations for next week. 
excited. Uh, the only thing that's going to hold you back is being a Chevy. Um, it's all with Richard. Oh, I mean, come any. on. If you drive a Chevy, find, you got to take it. He can't find any more like insults. Like it's just, oh, you drive a Chevy. Oh, oh I can. I'm just keeping oh, it PG for now, buddy. Oh, is that what you're doing? Okay. All right. Come on. Now. The fact that Ford had to change their model to get better aerodynamics proves Ooh. a lot. I mean, they were pretty fine on super speedways at the very least, but now they're they're pretty fast in style. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> oh, it's you, Richard. I know you like. Uh, we we both kind of clicked the last time we were there. We did. We did. We had a. a I mean, of course, this race is going to be you know probability wise different because we're not going to. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be a strategy call that we make again where we take two tires, which Carl did not want to do by the way when we did that but he was like i'll listen to you i was like okay two tires let's go <laughs> i mean usually so, in i racing that doesn't work um the way it can well, you know, or it's just tougher to richard drive. correct me if i'm wrong but it wasn't just two tires didn't we just take two inside tires and that's how we were able to was, wasn't it inside tires that we took because this is the way the tires are wearing pretty sure it's outside pretty sure it's still outsides I can't remember. I know he took two tires, but yeah, it was it was definitely. Uh, uh, I, I was on the fence about it, but it would have paid off. Yeah, it definitely would have paid off. Um, I'm I'm excited for it. I like those bigger, wider, faster tracks um, more. I'm. It's it's funny because I don't like short track racing, but then here I am finishing fifth with a third place <laughs> pace at freaking Gateway. I, I don't ask me. I I don't know the logic behind that, but. Um, I do like those longer, faster tracks. I'm I'm excited for Michigan. Um, going to do the same strategy as before. You know, me and Carl work together as long as you know we can get around each other and stay together. Uh, probably going to put as much practice as I've been doing because that is starting to show that I I can do that now. Like I, it's 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 profiting. I'm finally being able to profit off You're the profiting? practice because of, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not, I, I'm practicing the right things to practice at the tracks. I'm not just going in there and basically trying to learn the track. I'm like, yeah, I'm fast. Oh no, they're still eight tenths faster than me. You're not looking for those jumps Whoa. like Gavin and I are? No, I'm not <laughs> looking for the jumps that you guys are looking for. I'm trying to race, man. <laughs> See, Gavin has that luxury where he's just fast and doesn't need that practice. He can kind of go have fun, find jumps and stuff. You know, we actually got to practice. We got to hone that skill to even try. So, uh, damn it, Gavin. <laughs> it, it was funny. You know, we, we practiced with Jared a lot of the week last week. And I think two or three separate occasions, I got into the practice session and Jared and um, Gavin are just doing the barrel roll in the, in, in the infield. <laughs> and uh, it comes to Monday and Jared's like, man, with all that practice time we had, I, I should have spent more on the actual track instead of flipping. I'm going to lie though. The, the sessions were like, we're all just kind of over practice and we all just go and look for stupid jumps mm -hmm. is, it is a lot of fun. I think we did, like, we started doing that at Daytona. What was it, last year or the year before, or last season or the season uh, before? I mean, we'd get yelled at. So, there. oh, my God, we did. <laughs> but we didn't care. Like, it just, uh, that was just a blast. And Dustin, I don't know if you know about that, but there is a huge bump, that it, massive ramp on the inside of turn one down by the wall just before the grass at Daytona. And it oh, yeah. launches the car. We even were doing uh, wrecks where we were stacking cars side by side. 
and the person hitting the ramp would like hit the top of the cars and go flipping even higher. It was <laughs> it was ridiculous, dude. Like those that's what's great about our league is we can all like go out and have fun and do stupid things like that. And like uh, we do put the practice in. I mean, Gavin doesn't need to, but everyone else they still do put the practice in. We still get our good, you know, we still are able to perform, you know, as good as we can along with still putting on a good show. And that's what that's the whole thing we set up the practices for. We don't want people mm-hmm. to sit here because we don't want you to feel like you're wasting your money and not being able to race. Like, because right. I mean, it, we we have an entry fee to our leagues. It's to help with you know to run it and everything. Which um, is very expensive. Oh yes. So yeah. we uh, these practice sessions they're here for the drivers for us to practice, get better and be able to have a more entertaining, not only for the people that do come and watch our races, but even for us. Because I don't know about you, I don't want to sit there and drive for an hour and a half with nobody around me Mm -hmm. every single race. I enjoy racing around people. So, um, but yeah, I'm... I'm looking forward to to Michigan. I'm definitely going to put in probably the same amount of practice that I have between uh, somewhere in between Gateway and Eldora, <laughs> somewhere in that nature. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be a fun track. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so hopefully we can put on a good show. Definitely. And before we get to our predictions for winter next week, I do want to mention that Richard, you did say Daytona, 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 Daytona. Daytona. Has... <laughs> Daytona has a nice jump out of turn one. Michigan um, is known very well amongst Gavin and I for having a tremendous jump on the backstretch before you get into turn three. So look out for that spot. I do remember that. (laughs) But into our predictions for next week. um, Dustin, since you are our guest again, (laughs) you get first pick. And uh, when someone's picked, no one else can pick them. So that's the luxury here. Can I can I make a can I place a, a bet on who no. he's going to pick? No, we, we are not a betting podcast. Unfortunately, I don't want to get into the litigations of that. Uh, I'd probably probably have to. Uh, it's kind of tough. Um, I'd, I'd probably have to go with Adam on this one. I would have lost Very that way. Hey. <laughs> I. I I want I, re- I wanted to say Gavin just because of how dominant he's been, but I feel like Adam will be the one to pull it off this well, week. Adam, Adam is definitely very good at uh, the two mm-hmm. mile tracks. Um, obviously, yeah. Gavin as well, but that does leave the door open for someone to pick Gavin and Carl and Richard. I'm gonna let y'all rock paper scissors or do whatever you want to do to decide who <laughs> picks next. I'll go. Carl got the first meatball. All right, there <laughs> that's, <we go>. fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Borbell, I think it's your time. All right. I, I <laughs> you have, I mean, I've been seeing a lot more speed coming from you. Um, I mean, we've had a lot of uh, next level one, two, threes also. Um, I, I feel with the right things being done, I think you, sh- you can be able to pull it off. Well, thank you. I, I would say this is my this is my style of racing is those intermediate to larger intermediate tracks. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to go out there and and race at it. Those short tracks have been bugging me lately. I mean, we haven't been mm-hmm. off these short tracks in a while. So, pardon me one second, Carl. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and make your pick. 
Uh, you know what? Um, this is kind of a no-brainer for me. I think I'm going to pick that 98 of Jared Hughes. Uh, he's going to come into Michigan with the shiny new paint scheme. Uh, he finished second to Richard at Eldora. He finished sixth behind Richard at Gateway last week. I think Jared's hungry and he has a point to prove. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, uh, Jared finds his way to the front, either through that strategy or whatever have you, uh, and Jared gets that win. I could see that too. And uh, I mean, y'all all left the door wide open for me. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess I'll take it. Uh, Pop out. My pick is Carl. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, oh. I was, Get out I, of here, I was, Gavin. I was we don't want between you. <laughs> Carl and Richard um, just because I know what y'all can bring to this kind of track. Um, but I would say just more so Carl because Richard already has his win this year. Um, Carl, with you being on your island that you are, you did seem like you want to go more conservative. However, I think you being conservative will pay off for you um, this week. Um, I, I, can, I can only hope. <laughs> okay. You or I or, and Dustin, we're the three people here without a win this season. We need to get together, oh, whether, whether it mm-hmm. needs to be done, to get us a win. Um, yes. We're all Agreed. on the same team. So, we'll see um who will win i I, I don't no never mind not even gonna bring it up so we'll go ahead and move on from that what (laughs) don't worry about it i have so many things going on my head you 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 already brought it up now i'm curious i I didn't technically so i'm not going to so (laughs) be sure to tune in to michigan next week rude (laughs) tuesday february 20th at 8 p.m central 9 p.m eastern Uh, A link to the race will also be made available on our Facebook page the day of the race, so don't forget to like our page, and you'll never miss anything. That brings us to our guest segment, our Sundance Pizza sit-down with our guest this week, Dustin Stallings. So, Dustin, I'm going to be asking you a series of questions that I've asked uh, a couple other of our guests this season. Don't know if you already know the questions, so if you're prepared in time. But uh, we're going to get started here. So, Dustin... Real yeah. quick, Carl, no. leave the jingles to me, okay? Oh, fine, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Apparently, I've got like three jingles in the in the league now, so that's going to be interesting <laughs> to hear later on. You're the jingle guy. I, I am. So, Dustin, <laughs> to get us started, just give us a little background. Where are you from? What's your day job? Um, a day in the life of Dustin. What does that look like? All right, well, uh, I'm originally from Goldsboro, North Carolina. Uh, that's where I was born and raised. Uh, pretty much uh, graduated high school and uh, then went to an EMT class at a community college uh, toward the end of that. And, uh, kind of decided on what for me. Then just kind of bounced around from job to job, but uh, it wasn't like every few months, like even... I want to work at Chick Fil A for a little bit, and right. went and worked Chick-fil-A at other. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, left there, and then went to go work at a auto auction place detailing cars, and worked there for I think it was like seven or eight months, and then had a buddy of mine ended up uh, setting me up with a job at Zaxby's. Then I mean, kind of. Kind of a traitor to go from Chick-fil-A to Zaxby's, but... Uh, you had the chicken experience, though. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Both of them good. But uh it's uh I worked there for almost a year and then I went and started doing the overhead power line work. Uh, it was a contractor for Duke Energy and uh started out as a groundman there, just doing underground power. Done that for three or four months and that's when I got transferred to another office that was closer to home. And then that's when I started working on the overhead stuff. And uh, I was still a groundman, like, just helping getting the poles framed up and uh, wiring up the transformers and everything to get ready for the guys that's working in the buckets, the linemen. Then over a couple of years and got uh, moved up to what they call it a C-class lineman. I've done that for like the last two and a half years or so of my little career there with that company. And then ended up meeting my wife. Uh, met her over Tinder out of all places. <laughs> it's a perfect uh, place. <laughs> I, can't, I can't thank her enough for uh, coming into my life uh, at the time. We, we both weren't really looking for somebody, but uh, just the stars kind of aligned and we just kind of headed off and just went from there and uh, got pretty serious and ended up buying a house together in uh, Dunn, North Carolina and uh, stayed there for almost three years. And then we ended up getting engaged uh, I think it was December of 2022 when we went to a trip in Florida where her family was in Venice, Florida, which is where I'm at now. Um, but we ended up getting married last, not this past November, but the November before that, uh, November 22, 2022. And, uh, pretty much since then, uh, we moved to Florida. I'm working at a company that's called ET McKenzie. Uh, we do a bunch of land development. I uh, do a bunch of like new uh, properties, new housing developments and stuff, and neighborhoods. We dig lakes and build roads and just just about anything you can think of, really. Uh, been operating heavy equipment like a bulldozer, excavator, Fun stuff. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much like playing in a big sandbox. Is <laughs> like a good uh, example. But uh, we moved to Florida, uh, where her family was at. Uh, it was a little hard for me to leave all my family. Majority of my family in North Carolina. I mean, we live probably ten or fifteen minutes from each other. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been a big adjustment, but. Uh, my wife, I mean, this she's kind of helped me make it a little easier on me. Uh, even my in-laws, her parents, I mean, they ever since I met them for the first time, I mean, they they've treated me like one of their own. And this, I mean, I, I can't thank them enough for everything they've done for me and. Uh, just how they've treated me. I mean, this is really big, especially being away from family. Uh, they've also been really 
uh, can't really think of the word that I'm thinking of. Um, like I, I got a, the word in my head, but I can't uh, that get it out of my mouth. <laughs> but uh, they've they've been really helpful. Uh, they've they've told me that if anything ever happens with my family back home, that they would be willing to help me help find a way to get there. Um, but, uh, I think the race at Eldora, uh, ended up running a special paint scheme in honor of my stepdad. Uh, he passed away last June. Um, pretty much, uh, I can't remember how old I was, but I, I was young. Um, my mom and my dad ended up getting separated and get a divorce. And, uh, at the time, like I didn't really understand that whole thing and what was happening is I was kind of like in my own little world, but, uh, I, I, my dad, he, he ended up finding his wife now, my stepmom, and they've been really good for each other. And even my stepmom, she's treated me like one of her own. I can't thank her enough for everything she's done for me, uh, especially through school. Even my dad, I was like a little hellion in school, like didn't like doing my schoolwork or homework, didn't really pay attention. But, You're not uh, alone there. Yeah, it's they they helped me kind of they they tried to help me get back on track, but uh pretty much I I got my shit together right in time to where I can graduate with all my classmates at that time. But uh my stepdad um him and my mom, they met uh I can't remember exactly what year, but uh just over the years, I stayed with my mom majority of the time. And I know just over the years, some of the guys that she met and started dating and stuff, uh, they, they, most of them treated her good and stuff, but it just didn't work out for them to be together. But when my stepdad and her met, I mean, it, they clicked like from the get go. And, uh, is he uh has three daughters and so it's for him to have three daughters and be able to meet my mom and take me and my brother under his wing and pretty much teach us all the things that he knew he was real like hands-on like like working on cars and stuff and knew how to do like a, a lot of stuff like he was super smart uh even if it didn't seem like something can be fixed he'd find a way to fix it and he uh taught me how to drive a manual transmission like taught me how to drive pretty much and he just super great guy man this whenever um i got the news that he had passed away it happened to be on the same exact day as me and my wife's baby shower. Oh, wow. So pretty much me, my wife, her family, her brothers, and uh, we were all out uh, eating dinner, and we had uh, 
just left and I seen I had a missed call from my brother and my mom and kind of figured something was up. So, like, I called my mom's phone back when we were on the way home and uh, my stepdad's best friend and my mom's best friend's husband, they're they're real close friends, Uh, he was the one that answered her phone. He was the one that told me that my stepdad had passed away. And literally at that moment, like, I was like, there's no freaking way like this, like, don't believe it. And uh, so initially, like, I just a lot of stuff, like, I'm trying to process. Um, it, it's definitely been hard um, just because of how much he meant to my mom and including me with everything he's taught me over the years. And uh, it's been an adjustment. I Literally thought. that night, that night, um, I mean, I, I think my, the same weekend, my dad and stepmom were down here in Florida for our baby shower, and they were leaving to go back to North Carolina the next morning, and uh, ended up getting a flight back with them on the same flight, and just flew back home, like, back to North Carolina so I can be with my mom and my brother and try to help get things uh, situated as far as uh, like funeral services and everything and as also like things around the house to help my mom out and just be there for my mom and my brother and but it's it was tough man like I, I still I mean I, I would probably say this the first I would say person that's been like that close to me that I've lost that meant like a ton to me. And like, I've had many a days where like I would be at work, be totally fine. And a specific song that just kind of comes on. And that just, just is when I just kind of start breaking down. Like I'm not really one to show my emotions that much and uh, just, certain things just trigger it and I'll just have a moment and then eventually kind of get myself back together. But, uh, it's been a tough road, man. So it's, I felt like that race at Adora, I mean, it was, would have been his 58th birthday and figured I'll run that for him. Yeah, but, oh, that was uh, a great thing you could do for him. I, uh, yeah. I can, definitely, I can relate to, to losing a parent. Um, Unfortunately, I, I lost my mom in, when I was in college, and uh, it's definitely mm-hmm. one of the toughest things. The That initial shock that you talked about is very difficult. Um, yeah, there's, there's been plenty of times, like, I, there's, I wouldn't say it's like a, like, daydreaming, mm-hmm. but there's moments, like, even just while I'm sleeping and just a dream that I have, like, I literally, like, like, he's still in my dreams, like, certain ones that I have and there's been a couple of times where I've literally like something going on with my truck or whatever like I start to go to call him and then like realize that like he's not going to answer the phone but I mean every day I mean I just thanked him for what he's done I feel like it's kind of helped me uh, become who I am and with the, everything that I've learned, just 
if there's something that just doesn't seem like it could be fixed, there's always a way to fix it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm just thankful for him just being the person for my mom. Is it was really nice seeing her and him together. Like it made her like super happy. Is it's just really good to see like your parent be happy and it just makes you feel good. And I, I just can't thank him enough for everything he's done. But uh <laughs> but uh yeah uh kinda changed the mood there a little bit. Uh, <laughs> oh it's it's all good. We can we can rebound from that. No <laughs> no I, I, I definitely appreciate you uh being mm-hmm. vulnerable and, and sharing um uh, part of your life. I mean, it, it's, it's whether or not people want to know whatever, um, it, it gives a little bit more background on, on where you come from, why you might drive away. You do why, why you have a certain paint scheme that you do that a certain mm-hmm. race. Uh, it, it gives more detail and provides a lot of, uh, I, I'm going to say texture. It's not the word I want, but um, it it makes provides background. Personal. Yeah. 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 And, uh, it, it, that's exactly what this, this guest segment's for. Um, for people yeah. to share their, their background and it's it's awesome to get to know um everyone that mm-hmm. we're racing with and we we hope to be racing with for a long time because i mean i have nothing but great things to say about 99 percent of the people um yeah brb but we'll uh we'll go on to uh a nascar related question um so who is your favorite nascar driver i would uh I would say Dale Jr., but I, growing up, my dad was a big Dale Earnhardt fan, and so I kind of went that route, too. And then especially when uh, that happened with Senior at Daytona 2001, uh, I mean, I, I kind of liked Junior, too, at the time, but uh, I think it was Junior. I, I don't think Junior was in the Cup Series yet. But uh, I think he was still in the bush. But him and Senior went to a Chevrolet dealership back home in Goldsboro, North Carolina. And, like, at the time, I had no clue who these people were. But uh, I've still got a picture. I'm pretty sure my dad's got one, too. It was me, my brother, and then my mom. And I'm pretty sure my dad was in the picture, too, with Senior and Junior. But for a while, I was a Junior fan. And uh, when the news come out that he was going to retire, I was like, damn, I'm going to have to find somebody else. Yep. But uh, I'd probably say my favorite driver is Kyle Larson. Uh, just kind of watching his dirt racing background and everything. Like, I, I really like, like how he can literally be in anything and be amazing at it. And, uh, I met him for the first time at Martinsville of last year, or uh, no, 2022. And uh, I'm not knocking on him, but he's shorter than I thought that he would have been. <laughs> um, but even how so tough of a race that he had, yeah. Even after how the race that he had that night at Martinsville, he he still took the time to stop and take a picture and say hey and like it's it's nice to see drivers like that because there, there's there's plenty of them that don't even do that after a race and uh, but 
I met him again at Talladega 2022 in the playoffs. And, uh, but he's my number one, but I'd probably say my number two is going to be Alex Bowman. He's super, he's, he's super nice, like real genuine. It's just real easy to talk to. Like he'll talk to you just like you're just a regular person. And, and that's, that's really cool to see. And but it, there's a lot of them like I like, but my top one's kind of a Larson. So uh, how do you feel about him doing the Indy 500 this year? I'd, I don't know. I'd say I'm <laughs> excited just to see what he can do in the Andy car. Yeah, it's, uh, that's going to be exciting. That's that's like the pinnacle all drivers try to do, the Indy 500 followed by the Coke 600. So it's yeah. going to be fun to see a NASCAR driver do that again this year because it's mm-hmm. been a while. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how his own like physical endurance is going to be. This, like I, I know these guys go through a lot and they – trained for this stuff but two big races back to back that's that's a lot i mean when we go to gateway for 160 laps i'm exhausted after two hours my back is sweating i'm not even in a real race car i mean i can only imagine running 400 miles at uh 230 miles an hour and then flying across and going around 600 miles like gosh, yeah that's got to be a trip and a half but uh i lost my spot uh, so, you're right I'm there, Stephen. I see you. <laughs> you did mention earlier that you had been racing, i racing for a while, because um, you mentioned when you were you've been learning how to save your tires over time, and uh, just yeah. curious of like when or how and when did you get into i racing? Oh man, uh, I want to say my dad got into it first, and then just kind of racing with him and at the time is what kind of got me interested in it and then when i got older and had my own money and then i just got my own account i want to say it's probably like 2010 or oh wow i think it was like 2009 2010 <laughs> <laughs> but uh i i originally started out on an xbox controller believe it or not <laughs> I, I, and, i've uh, known a couple people that that still do to this day yeah, it's, it's it's been a long road. Like I, I took a break for, I want to say at least like a year or two, and uh, but I ended up getting back into it whenever me and my wife, uh, me and her were in an apartment together at the time, and uh, just found me like a little entry level PC and little. Uh, I think it was a Logitech Driving Force GT that my dad had whenever he was racing. He had uh, give that to me, and I just had that set up in our bedroom. In the bedroom? Yep. She was okay with that? Yeah. So <laughs> she's, she's actually been pretty supportive as far as my iRacing stuff goes. But uh, I just... Just to make it easier for her, I just try to keep her up to date with races and stuff and when I need to get on because uh, it, it, it don't really go over too well if I don't tell her. And I, she has like other things that she wants to do. I understand that. I'm pretty sure all of us can understand that and relate to that. <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, no, but that's, I, that's great. I think uh, I want to say when me and Adam had first met, I think it was in uh, I think it was RSR. It was I want to say twenty twenty or twenty twenty one, I believe. I can't remember. But uh, I raced with him for a little while and really couldn't ask for a better guy to race with and learn from. And uh, just racing with him and just kind of picking his brain over the time frame that we've known each other, that's helped me as well. I mean, there's plenty of people I could think that's helped me kind of get better and learn from them, like even each week. Just if I'm behind Adam or you, Stephen or Richard, whoever, Carl, Gavin, you name it. Like if I see a line that's working for them, like I try to follow them and just try to learn from them. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's been yeah. a been a long road for I racing for me. But, uh, I mean, 2009, 2010 is is really crazy <laughs> like to hear. Beginning, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's. that's right up there with the beginning of that uh mm -hmm. from the transition to what was it, nascar racing 2003 or whatever it was to yeah i racing that's 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 awesome um that uh logitech driving force uh wheel that was also my first <laughs> wheel i found it at a uh a little like secondhand store and picked it up so mm -hmm. that wheel has a special place in my heart too oh yeah so in the league, you do drive number 10. Is there a meaning behind the number 10? Not really. I mean, it's, I don't really have a specific number in mind, but uh, I just randomly picked it. And uh, I kind of liked uh, Eric Amarola's paint schemes over the years. I, I Never really ran any of his paint schemes in the past, and I liked them, so I just went with it and just found some schemes. And now Noah Gregson's in a 10. I mean, mm -hmm. I ran his paint scheme last week at Gateway. So it's... As long as you don't run that uh, that gray test-looking scheme that he has. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what it Rush it's the, yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I feel like they could have done a better job with that. Oh, I mean, could they have? They, they... <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as long as you don't run that, uh, you'll be good. But, uh, so, this one's my favorite question. <laughs> and everyone else already knows it. But, so you're on a long road trip. You stop at a gas station. What are your drink and your snack of choice? We've gotten some bad answers. We've gotten some good answers <laughs> and everywhere in between. Let's see where you rank on that. So as far as a drink, my n number one choice would be Coke Zero. But uh, Best if, answer. if that's not available, I'd have to go with a DC Diet Coke. And then mm. a snack, I mean, it... it it either have to be the Reese's Take Five or the was it the Mentos uh, spearmint gum, I believe. I'm sorry. Did what? What, what was the first thing you said? Reese's, the Take, Reese's five. Take Five. Reese's. Yep. And yeah. Take Five bar. Reese Reese's Take Five. It's bar. like 
a wafer, yeah. peanut butter, chocolate type deal. Huh. It's, it's got pretzel in it, too. That's, that's my favorite part. That sounds pretty interesting. It's actually not bad. That, that's, that's, that's a good choice right there. My wife kind of gets on me because every once in a while, like, I'll get the, the bag of, like, the fun size at the grocery store. And I just, like, snack on that during the week, like, every once in a while. It's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of like that. Yes, I would I would probably say it's kind of like my cocaine in a way. <laughs> like, gotta have them. It's it's like the best thing right now. Okay. I'm not saying cocaine's the best thing. It's it's bad. No, I, I, I'll, I'll we do not condone drug <laughs> use here on the yeah. Holler Podcast. Or any substances. Um, Caffeine is, I guess, where we draw the line where it's okay. But yeah, <laughs> well, FDA approved and legal. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I can go into all the scientific benefits of caffeine right now, but I'm not going. I'm going to spare you the time. But oh, you want to go all the scientific defects of caffeine? Also, no, nah, there, there's none to be none to be. No, found. no such thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> Disclaimer: Don't listen to any medical advice I give you. Um, Disclaimer: This is not a medical advice podcast. <laughs> I am not a doctor. But uh, thank you, uh, Dustin, for for getting with us and giving us a little background of of you and your your eye racing experience and. Uh, I knew you had known Adam for a little bit beforehand. Um, he was excited when you came in and came aboard uh, into the Butt Kicker Cup Series, and, and we're very excited to have you and get to know you. It's been a heck of a time racing with you uh, each week and uh, looking for, for many more races and hopefully many more seasons racing with each other. Oh, yeah, I definitely appreciate you guys uh, taking me in and asking me to be on here tonight. Uh Really enjoyed the first six episodes. It's definitely an interesting segment to do. Uh, get to learn about uh, each special guest that you guys bring on and get to know them a little bit better. And just it's definitely been great being here racing with you guys. It's probably one of the best leagues that I've been a part of. Everybody gets along, has fun. Everybody races with respect, and, and racing is just super fun. That's that's pretty much my favorite thing about it. I think you need to say that louder for the people in the back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that will definitely be our goal going forward is to hopefully expand the uh, the car count. Um, I knew when we were coming into it this year, building everything from scratch kind of deal. Um, it, it wasn't the main concern. It was really just setting up the foundation of getting the good people that we want here and that we know um, can give us that foundation to build. Mm -hmm. um, and then hopefully we can go into that next phase um, into next season yeah. of, of hopefully doubling the car count or something like that. Um, getting the, the, the numbers up there because at the end of the day, like racing with 15 people um, in a race is fine. Uh, it's doable. It, it's a feasible number racing with 30 people on the track whole nother animal adds a completely different oh, yeah. ball to it um so hopefully we can get up there and i know we'll all be working hard to uh to grow that number and uh if we keep putting what we keep putting out on the on the track i, I know we'll get there but uh just a reminder uh 
A new episode of the Holler Podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcast when I upload them on Friday. Um, <laughs> if he uploads them on Friday, <laughs> I upload them. Uh, yeah, I still have it feels good. My script. my script still says Wednesday, um, but I know it's okay, Friday. Pain. Uh, for up-to-date news and information on the Butt Kicker uh, Cup Series, please be sure to... Uh, like and follow us on Facebook and visit www.brbracingleague.com. And with that, we will get into our NASCAR news briefly. Um, obviously, there's some sort of event happening this weekend in NASCAR, I think. Um, <laughs> the the Super Bowl of NASCAR, per se. Uh, we had Daytona 500 qualifying yesterday with uh, none other than Joey Logano winning the pole and Michael McDowell qualifying second, and he'll start on the outside of the front row. Um, the duels are happening tonight. I know the first duel ended a while ago with uh, Tyler Reddick winning and uh, Jimmy Johnson making that transfer spot. Um, Richard, Carl, Dustin, I don't know if any of y'all have been keeping up with the second duel that's been going on during this podcast. If y'all can update me and everyone watching um what what's happened in that second duel uh well christopher bell uh ended up winning oh so he'll be starting uh he'll be starting outside row two uh we also had the first big one of daytona involving what was Mm -hmm. like 12 drivers it Uh, was ryan blaney 12 yeah ryan blaney actually wrecked out uh kyle bush wrecked out um gosh there was a few others i think that wrecked out but ryan blaney took another hard hit to the outside wall like it was very reminiscent to what happened last year um Mm -hmm. uh but it was in the tri-oval so uh let's see who who all raced it cosgrala cosgrala made the transfer is is he racing with who's he racing with this year Oh, he has a part-time schedule. Um, no, row? he's the number thirty-six. I can easily with tell. Front row, yes. then. It is. Yeah, front row. Yes, I think so. So, is he? He's doing part-time with front row, and then he, is he doing part-time with Rick Ware as well, or something? Maybe I'm confusing him with someone else. I think someone's like doing half a season with one and half a season with the other. I don't know if that was mm-hmm. him or not. Yeah. But uh, that's very interesting. Who else was in that duel for the transfer spot? Uh, Dave, uh, David um, Reagan and BJ McLeod. McLeod already made it. Yes. Okay, so BJ McLeod. Okay. Yeah. So it was wow. between BJ McLeod and Cosgrala, and all three of them were in the back racing mm-hmm. at the end of it, and Cosgrala mm-hmm. was able to edge it out. Mm-hmm. Man, I feel bad for BJ McLeod. I think it's interesting. Uh, you bring up the big one, Richard, and we saw it in the first heat as or first duel as well. Um, the way these cars. The pack racing, if you get out and you don't have someone right there, and the closing rates in that draft, if especially if you're the front car, is extreme. Um, that's actually kind of what caused that big one. Uh, there was uh, a block that may or may not have been smart to do, and uh, it, it the rest of the field caught up, and it was just another bad hit with William Byron. Um, so it was uh, it, we saw it in both duels, so it's going to be very interesting because I think a move like that is going to probably be what wins the 500 or ends it for one of these drivers. But another uh, big part of it is uh, we mentioned Joey Logano and 
Michael McDowell starting the front row. Both of those drivers didn't take any damage, so they should be fine uh, maintaining their starting spots. And I think that was big for both of those teams, just wanting to survive the duels, not wreck a car and have to start in the back after working so hard uh, during the single car qualifying yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am very excited for this weekend, and I do want to do something, uh, especially with, or specifically with you, Carl and Richard, um, since we're three on, on this podcast weekly, for better or for worse. Um, <laughs> uh, since we do have races coming up now and the season starting, I, I want us to do, obviously, a prediction, uh, a pick to win the race each week. Um, and... Uh, I'll keep track of totals of whatever. We'll, we'll say you get a point, whatever, for, for picking the right person. I'm not going to go based off like a standings list. You either got it right or you didn't get it right kind of thing. And at the end of the season, I'll, I'll come up with some sort of prize for the winner or whatever it may be. Maybe it's a, a the Holler Podcast uh, Don't Suck Award kind of uh, deal. But we'll get into that um, for our predictions this weekend uh in the cup series dustin since you're our guest i'll let you go first um but i will make a point of our guest selection we can match so if dustin says jimmy johnson and i also can pick jimmy johnson or something like that however carl myself and richard we cannot match each other's picks well that's not totally okay <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, I think it's if, okay. If you have, I mean, if you want to do a different way, I'm oh, open to it. I was kidding. Okay. I was kidding. <laughs> I'm totally open to to moving around. But Dustin, who do you got winning the Daytona 500 this weekend? Oh man, or Monday. This this is kind of like just drawing a number out of the hat, <laughs> blindfolded. Um, I know I said I'm a Kyle Larson fan, but I feel like he he he'll still struggle to find that super speedway win. Um, I probably have to say I'll have to go with so hard to tell, man. <laughs> it is kind of a crapshoot on the super speedways. Yeah, uh, I'd probably have to say Brad Keselowski. I like it. I would love to see him finally come through with it. And then with our picks, I don't know how y'all want to determine who goes first, if we do it based off current point standings or or what. <laughs> well, we, could, we either point standings or uh, previous race finish. That may be a little more relevant. I, I like that. Gives a, a little incentive to get a better finish in the week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with that, it will go me, Richard, then Carl. Yar. Okay, and I will go ahead and pick uh, Martin Truex Jr. Uh, for this weekend. Uh, he's yeah, never won you. it. It's the one thing he's missing. Um, <laughs> from what I saw on the first duel, he had speed. He had raw speed mm-hmm. to get there. Um, he could have gotten it done. Uh, and I, I yeah. I think he's going to finally get it done and, and put that trophy on his mantle. My wife would probably agree with you on that. <laughs> oh, I can only hope. Oh, I've been an MTJ fan for years. Okay. You, you got your championship. Now you just need the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he's got the Southern 500. He's got the Coke 600. He just yep. needs the Daytona. 
it's it's a better position than Denny Hamlin. So Denny Hamlin fans, at least, <laughs> something else. But Richard, who you got this weekend? Oh man, twenty years he's been trying to do it and he hasn't pulled it up. And what other is. drivers did it for twenty years and never did it? Dale Earnhardt Sr. did it for twenty years before he finally got his first. I'm gonna go with Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is going into his 20th Daytona 500, and if I'm not mistaken, it's one of a a literal handful of races he Mm -hmm. hasn't won yet. Mm -hmm. He is a superstar when it comes to winning races. He has won anything that NASCAR has thrown at him, basically, but the Super Bowl has dodged him. He has not been able to get it. The 500 is still out there waiting for him. I think Kyle Busch can get it done Sunday. I'd love to see it. I don't want him to end up like Tony Stewart and never come through and get that. But uh, it's another great pick. Carl, round us off. Um, I am going to say, and this may surprise some people, I'm going to say A.G. Allmendinger. He's not running a full schedule in the Cup Series. He's not running for points. He's running for trophies. And AJ really excels when he is just running for trophies. He showed a flash of speed tonight in the duels, led some laps. I I think uh, AJ has a shot. Yeah, that's. It, I will say that was a surprise, um, but I can understand why you went that route for sure. Um, you brought up a good point of him being part time. He's has nothing to lose out there. Like mm-hmm. why not try to go and get a win? <laughs> and he, he excels at super speedways, especially in Xfinity. Um, mm-hmm. He is a stud at super speedways. So I, I could see any of those picks um, winning this weekend and God only knows who will win. Um, but we'll keep track of that throughout the year and uh, come up with some sort of prize or something at the end of the season. And, Create another form of rivalry between the three of us uh, more than we already have. But uh, also, excuse me. Um, also, since I have been drinking too many drinks next to me, but uh, adult beverages or no sodas? adult beverages, no sodas, healthy healthy beverages today. Uh-huh. Um, but since the season hasn't started, uh, I'd also like just to do another quick prediction of when my dog stops barking um, <laughs> who <laughs> i don't know if this one is going to be as as fun necessarily it's gonna be harder to track but who who's your end of season champion in the cup series who's going first i mean it's only right for dustin to go first <laughs> oh man and we can pick the same person here like it's a little lower stakes Let's see here. Probably going to hate myself for saying this, but uh, this is as, as many years as uh, this particular driver has came close and just come up short. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to say Denny Hamlin. Love it. As much as I, I hate to say it. I mean, I'll, I'll say right away I agree with you. Um, I'm all in for for number 11 this year. Uh, I think that's his motto this year is all in with uh, 11s instead of the Ls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, a lot of people obviously don't like him. Um, as a person, he seems like a great guy and uh, relatively humble and just a, a 
someone that deserves, I think, to win a championship before his career is over. Um, it'd be a shame. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling if he didn't win that championship um, in his career, we'd kind of look at him in a way like Mark Martin. Um, yeah. And, and I don't like to think about that uh, for Mark's better for Mark's loss. And I, I don't want Denny to be end up like that, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say part of my reasoning behind that pick is uh, after watching the documentary that NASCAR done, just kind of, I think it's more or less the, the cigar that Michael Jordan uh, sent Denny's dad. Uh, I kind of feel like this is going to give him a bit more motivation and behind trying to get that championship. Because, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Denny's dad would love to see his son win a championship before. I mean, I'm not saying... Like, I'm not, like, insinuating that something's wrong with his dad, but I I feel like Denny's going to try to push and deliver that championship for his dad. We can only hope so. Yeah, definitely. But I I know you're not insinuating it, but I think, honestly, Denny Hamlin kind of insinuated to it, you know, because he... Mm -hmm. He he did say he's like you know I do want to break open and smoke that cigar with my dad, his health yeah. permitting. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously we wish nothing you know ill. We do hope that he does get that chance to do that. I mean any anyone wants that chance for anybody. So as much as I don't like Denny Hamlin, I mean as a person I think Denny Hamlin's a wonderful guy. Just you know watching uh, him and his family in that NASCAR documentary it was it was awesome to see. Uh, I just don't care for him on the track. That's it. <laughs> People don't care for you on the track sometimes either, Richard. You know your door will get over it, okay, Borbel? Jeez. <laughs> oh man. Gosh, you need to find new content or something. Oh, well, Ooh, here's some content my door. for you, actually, real quick. Before sorry, before oh, we get to your pick, that's... I wanted to see that again. So <laughs> this I didn't even realize on the broadcast it had a good angle of where Adam got clobbered by Brendan Maddox. Um, oh, did they really? Yeah. Right here, right here. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's coming up. Coming into this corner. Are you okay, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just watching it. <laughs> Is this corner right here? They're gonna change camera angle. Rip. Right in the back of your screen. Wow! Bang. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Maddox didn't even hold the brakes. He just straight. No. Wrong place, wrong time for Adam there. Oh, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the only replay they got of it, but... <laughs> Sorry. But uh, go ahead, Richard. Go ahead with your championship. Oh, man. All right. My championship pick this year. Uh... Oof. I'm about to go with William Byron. He got a taste of it. It's there. I know everybody in the iRacing community wants to see it. This is a driver that has gone from sim to pro... And we want to see him get that championship. We want to see it can be done. Um, he finally was in the final four. He showed phenomenal speed all year last year. I think he was what one of the most winningest drivers last year. I think mm-hmm. he did lead the league in wins. Yeah, he, he, he did fantastic. seven. I think. Yeah. So he did. He did amazing. Um, he has that taste now. It's right there in his sight. I just think, uh, honestly, I mean, there's nothing really he could have done different. Like, just a better day at Phoenix is the only mm-hmm. thing he could have done different. Um, 
everything else was damn near flawless for William Byron. So I think my too early to tell pick for the championship is going to be Byron. Another good favorite. Carl, wrap us up on the championship. Oh man, it's I feel it's a little tougher for me. It we have a really young field. Um, it, there's been a shift in the age uh, of the average age of the field. Um, Eric Almorola stepping back, Kevin Harvick retiring. Um, so it, it's hard to say. There's a there's a lot of new faces. Um, a lot to go into. Oh man, on the spot though. As crazy as it might sound, um, I almost want to say Blaney could do a repeat because he he's done it once. Um, he got real hot at the end of the season, just like he needed to. The crew was on it. Uh, I, I think. Um, granted, he had some bad luck tonight, uh, but it's t- Daytona, so it's. It's stuff like that. But I think Blaney is at that right point in his career. He's got the experience. He's still young enough. He learned a lot last year. He's tasted it. He wants to go for it again. He has a great team surrounding him. Uh, I think Blaney has a solid shot for a repeat. I was not expecting to hear that. Uh, Especially, I feel like he caught lightning in a bottle. I'm not saying he's not an elite driver by any means. Because I definitely think he is. On his best, he can keep up with Joey Logano and at least on the team level, and then anyone from Hendrick or Joe Gibbs, for that matter. Um, Curious to see how the Fords not only drive at Daytona in the 500, but going to other tracks. Um, I feel like a lot of the talk has been, well, they wouldn't make changes to the car if it was going to make them worse, but yet they Mm -hmm. don't fully know if it's going to be worse or not. Um, Mm -hmm. So that will be interesting to see how that plays out throughout the season. But yeah, all right. So great picks from everybody. Um, I'll, I'll leave it up to y'all if y'all want to talk about anything else NASCAR related. I, let's get the 500 started. I really hope the weather, we can at least finish it on a Sunday. Um, I would hate to see it go into a Monday, but I know weather uh, is going to be a huge factor in how uh, the Daytona is run. I don't want to drive back down on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going Sunday, rain or not. I will hang out in the rain. Me and Adam will, you know, have a few adult beverages there. It better not rain all day. That's, I I don't want to go back Monday. I will. I mean, I will. I got a ticket, but uh, I don't want to. (laughs) I think think y'all will be okay. I think it will end up getting in most of it, um, if not all of it. So hopeful there. Well, if nothing else, uh, we can go ahead and wrap up. Um, just wanted to thank everyone for joining us this week on the Holler Podcast. Uh, just a reminder, uh, <laughs> the Holler Podcast can be found on Spotify <laughs> and Apple Podcasts, usually on Fridays. Um, usually. For up-to-date news and information on the Butt Kicker Cup Series, please be sure to like our page on Facebook and visit www.brbracingleague.com. Please be sure to like and share the podcast. Give us a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, If you have any questions for the show and you would like to submit your question and have it answered, uh, please send us an email. Uh, You can see it on the screen, 
or actually not WWW. <laughs> it's BRB Racing Leagues. Ow, you leagues are with an dropping S. the ball. I am dropping the ball. It's been a long day, a long week, and I am ready for the end of the week. Um, but that email address is BRB Racing Leagues. That's leagues with an S at gmail.com, and we will answer it uh, on the next show. I also wanted to thank our sponsors, Butt Kicker. Uh, Sundance Pizza, TriVista, and Idealist for supporting the BRB Racing League in the Butt Kicker Cup Series. Uh, thank you again for y'all's time, Carl, Richard, Dustin. Uh, appreciate all of y'all hopping on here. Um, and good luck next week at Michigan. And we'll see y'all Tuesday. Yes, sir. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Jesus.